0: The Dallas Cowboys are expected to cut Amari Cooper before the March 20th deadline. Is that a good and smart move by the Cowboys? All that and more on this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network. Your locked team locked every locked day. On. Locked, lock, 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 on. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Today I'm joined by Landon McCool. As always, you can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, the Cowboys might have finally broken me. The plan is to... No, no. (laughs) Well, yeah. Uh, The plan is to release Amari Cooper before the March 20th deadline when his salary is guaranteed, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. We've been talking about this for a while. Landon, do you agree?
1: That's a very tough question to answer. I I mean, I I think I'm still on the side of I don't agree. I think that they probably should keep Cooper. Um, But I also think that the way that people are reacting to this, like it's a foregone conclusion and obvious is completely missing what's happening here. Um, Cooper's number is ridiculously high and Cooper is not producing anywhere near the level that you would expect. Well, for hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He there? didn't
0: produce that way last year at times. I, I think it's fair. I don't think to say he's not producing near that number is necessarily fair.
1: You think that he's producing at a, at a level that you would be happy with for twenty million dollars a year in a wide receiver?
0: I think in twenty twenty, yeah, I, I thought he was incredible in twenty twenty. I really did, even playing with Ben DiNucci and Garrett Gilbert and and uh, who was the other one? Andy Dalton. Like I, I I thought he was unbelievable that season.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's also a whole season ago. So I I, I mean, I just think that this idea that it's so cut and dry is is. Is incorrect. I, I think that, you know, the n- money is very, very high. The, the contract is very, very movable uh, in the sense that it's cuttable. It's not necessarily very tradable, and we can talk about that later. Uh, I think the Cowboys are victims of two things. One, victims of some other bad contracts, including Z's, Uh, And two, victims of the fact that they had a lot of really talented players that are all free agents this year, and so they're trying to figure out a ma- way to make it work. I mean, I think, look, The salary cap is not real as not as real as we as as, as we're being told at times. But I do think, you know, that there are kind of uh, limits to uh, uh, roster gymnastics at at certain points. Right. Like at certain points after contracts are done. Um, And so, I mean, I don't like I said, I think the Cowboys have no good options here. It, it, I, I think that there's a there's a there's a, a, a preconceived notion that the Cowboys have a, a good option and a bad option and they're taking the bad option. That's not the case at all. They've got two pretty bad options here, uh, and I think that they're trying to do what they can. They may be making a huge mistake, uh, but I think that they they're making a, a calculated uh, uh, plan to try to retain other
0: players that they feel like may be more valuable moving forward. All right. Let's, let's talk about Amari on the field for, for a second, because I think that's the biggest problem is people see that $22 million for the, the cap. And then they look at the total numbers and they think, well, is that really what a $22 million receiver is supposed to be like? Is that necessarily Amari's fault? He, during his cowboy career, he's averaged seven and a half targets per game is that his fault or is that the offense's fault i don't know that it's as cut and dry as anything and, and again
1: I, fault doesn't really matter here like right, I, right. I think i think you know and, and i'm pointing that out for this specific reason i think people are are under the impression that the cowboys are going to cut amari cooper cuz they don't like him Or you know, or they don't think that he's only contract that
0: they can move pretty
1: cleanly, right? And on top of that, it's 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 a lot of exactly what we talked about at the end of the year when this all came up, right? If the idea is that the Cowboys don't want to go to a relying on a number one offense, if they want to spread the ball around, then does a twenty million dollar wide receiver make sense? Like
0: even on your on your books, you know. To be fair, though, I, I I think you're right. This was the plan going into the 2018 season and the reason they had to trade for Amari, though, right? They didn't feel like they needed to have a number one receiver. They wanted to have an offense, where they spread the ball around to everybody. And the offense was so bad that they were forced to give up a number one for Amari. But they also didn't have CeeDee Lamb then. No, they, they didn't. But And, I mean, and, and Michael Gallup wasn't line,
1: Michael Gallup. And, and Dalton, but the Schultz wasn't Dalton Schultz Dalton
0: Schultz. The offensive line and run game were much, much better absolutely I, I mean again
1: and they also didn't have a you know a, you know a, a lot of cap problems at that point, or at least not like that uh because I mean, you know they they just signed the, the
0: zeke deal at that point right if i'm not mistaken uh and well, so before they did the before they traded for amari yeah yeah it was uh, after they, they 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 signed zeke in 2019 so okay at, so so half, amari was there half the year so
1: the, the point is is that it's it's still different math. I mean, the, those players are the players that are surrounded by Dak are different. And uh, again, like, I also want to point out that like any plan that involves getting rid of Amari Cooper involves also replacing somebody w- with Amari or attempting to replace Amari Cooper, right? Like involves maybe a high draft play- pick or a uh, free agent uh, signing. So it's not like we're, again, I'm not suggesting that any free agent can replace Cooper. That's not what we're saying. But what I'm saying is, is that it's not like, hey, we're just getting rid of Cooper and we're rolling with everybody else that we got here. Like Cooper's money is such that you hopefully could get uh, Gallup, you could get Schultz, and then maybe even a third player with some of that money. So, I get, I, 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 I don't want to be the guy. I don't want to be the guy advocating for no, this. I, know, I don't know, love I this plan, but I I see at least what the other side is and why they're convincing themselves that this is a good plan.
0: I agree. So I. I think that's pretty clearly the plan, and Michael Galkin laid it out last night uh, when I was watching the combine. I read that on Dallas Morning News. John Michaud, you know, uh talked about that as well. If they do release Amari, they'll save $16 million. The plan would be to franchise Dalton Schultz, if not sign him to a long-term deal, and then bring back Michael Gallup. And hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the numbers would be close, right? Uh, yeah. Let's say they do that. Let, let's say that's ultimately what the Cowboys do. They bring back Schultz and Gallup and they let go of Mari. Is that even a good plan?
1: Uh, is, uh, no, it's not. Uh, that's uh, my I mean, problem,
0: right? But but, but Cooper, Cooper
1: back it. is not a good plan either, my in my opinion. Like that's that's my point, is that none of this is a good plan. The Cowboys are in a crappy situation. And 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 they're 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 trying to eat the the less, the less disgusting sandwich, you well, know, the least disgusting sandwich. All time.
0: right. L- let me ask you this Would you, yeah, if you would rather keep Amari on his deal or have Schultz and Gallup? I think it's hard. Uh, I, I wonder if the news of yesterday about Blake Jarwin, which we'll get to in a second, impacted that at all.
1: I that it very well could be. I mean, that certainly gives uh, away, and we need to talk about that, obviously. Yeah, but we'll that certainly that. gives away kind of your uh your a lot of your solutions. If you decide to go go away from Schultz and and Gallup, if you decide to keep Cooper and just roll with what you have, and then kind of draft a, a, a tight end out behind Jarwin, that kind of got blown out of the water by the fact that, I mean, that news about Jarwin doesn't doesn't necessarily <laughs> it not only doesn't sound good for this year, it doesn't sound for good moving yeah. beyond this year yeah
0: yeah so let's let's go ahead and talk about that and we'll kind of yeah. tie it back into everything but before exactly. we do that i want to tell you guys about bet online football might be over this season and thank goodness because that season was something else uh, <laughs> but basketball is in full swing with both pro and college hoops from all the latest odds totals player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land betonline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs Bet online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Betonline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. So, right. real quick,
1: yeah. real quick, uh, you said the thank goodness football season is over. I'm assuming that means that your LA Lakers are doing great in basketball this year, right? i hate
0: sports so much (laughs) sorry Uh, Sorry, all right so blake jarwin uh michael galkin of dallas morning news had a report uh yesterday that jarwin underwent hip surgery uh in Mm. february and that is scheduled to keep him out most of the 2020 season if not all the 2020 season Uh, It's important to remember that the Cowboys gave Blake Jarwin a contract extension after the 2019 season. Since then, he's played in nine games, and he has a total of 12 catches for 108 yards. So it's pretty fair to think that Jarwin going into his age 28 season will not be available at all. And you have to wonder, will he ever play football again? If it's a serious, rare hip injury that it's been described as, it's got to be concerning, right?
1: I keep thinking about Bo Jackson, yeah. right? Like that's and I and I hate that. I hope it's nothing serious as that, right? Uh, but
0: I mean, uh, if there, if you had the surgery in February, and they're already basically ruling you out for the 2022 season, that's not great. It's,
1: you know, it's pretty bad. It's, it's pretty bad. And, and uh, it certainly isn't something we like to talk about because no. it's ugly. Uh, and Jarwin is seemingly a good, good guy. And, and and we've kind of constantly been waiting for Jarwin to get his opportunity to break out. And it seems like as soon as he got that chance, uh, you know, things kind of he went badly ACL for him. Injury. He got an ACL injury and clearly this hip has been going on. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and and honestly, I, I I think a lot of people are missing too. it's and, and I'm glad that we're talking about this in conjunction with the Cooper situation, because I think they're tied together, you know, yeah, like you are. can't, you know, the, the idea of keeping those high end players is that you still have starters on cheapish contracts that can, you know, pl- perform at a high level. Uh, and without that Jarwin piece, which was your hope of, okay, well, at the very least, maybe we can get some decent backup tight ends in here. Jarwin can be a, a receiving threat. Then you can keep a guy like Cooper because you can afford to have starter level talent there while having Cooper uh, that goes out the window, you know, because now Jarwin's not a, an option there. You have to find a solution to tight end because ultimately now you're talking about a situation where, and and, and just to kind of loop back, this answers our question, doesn't it? Why were they looking so hard at tight ends? The answer is even if Schultz comes back, they still need another tight end. At least. So, yeah. yeah. So, I think ultimately, Jarwin's injury may have had a heavy hand in this because, you know, you, you don't get that option of, okay, we'll keep Cooper. We'll let Schultz and Gallup walk. We still have Jarwin. We'll try to figure it, cobble together a tight end situation. That's gone now. So, now you either need to re sign Schultz. Sign somebody serious and free agent or spend a high draft pick on on it. I don't think a high draft pick is an option as far as for a starter. I don't know how many other uh, tight ends that, you know, you're going to they're gonna be get that are starter level that, that aren't going to be, you know, as expensive as what you're probably going to have to pay Schultz anyways. Mm-hmm. So it kind of made a stronger influence on the situation than I think a lot of people are talking about.
0: Right? Yeah. And I think the appeal for the Cowboys with Schultz is they could franchise tag him now and it would give them some time to work on a long-term deal. Right. Which yeah. they could potentially lower the cap hit this year, freeing up some space to go out and try to sign, you know, maybe Michael Gallup and Randy Gregory or somebody like that. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it's really tough. They're, they're in a tough spot. I Still. I, I would rather keep the guy that I think when he's playing his best can be a real difference maker. I mean, you saw it in the playoff game. He was the only guy to score a touchdown for the Cowboys. Right. And he ran a beautiful route with Amari Cooper. I I think it's, I don't want to say it's necessarily easier to replace Schultz because tight ends are hard to find, but I, I can live with, I think I can live with average production at tight end or, you know, a journeyman, tight end rather than I can a journeyman receiver right like if you go out and get I don't know name a name Hayden Hurst or OJ Howard and you have that guy playing tight end next year and Amari Cooper on the outside I think your offense is better than doing the the reverse of that
1: yeah I just think it, I I think it's hard to know at this point because I think that we felt that that was the case last year and that we were going to get you know, big numbers out of Amari Cooper and that just never happened. I mean, even at the end of the year, we were talking about where's the consistency? Where's the consistency? Where's the consistency in this offense, not just in Cooper, in this offense? And and I think but, that kind of run, running it all back necessarily is, is is not like a guarantee that that situation is going to get better. I, I mean, not that changing it up is necessarily going to make it better, yeah. but I, yeah. I I don't, I think that there's, again, I, I'd like to just, you know, just kind of dissuade the idea that, you, you bring Cooper back and you're automatically going to get 2020 Cooper like or 20 yeah 2020 Cooper like I I think that that's there's been issues with Cooper like I, I, I I'm not trying to like be the guy that wants to get rid of him but like let's not pretend like there hasn't been issues with consistency with Cooper where there hasn't been issues with him uh you know kind of having that track athlete sort of mentality right where if he's not a hundred percent He's not hundred percent, you know, and he struggles to play through injury at times. So I think that that's added and caused some of his, his injury stuff. When he's healthy and he's on, he's, he's, you know, one of the top five wide receiver. There's a reason that you paid him $20 million. But I think the problem that the Cowboys are having is that they can't afford the kind of up and down nature of what they've gotten from him. And, and, and honestly, Marcus, it doesn't matter whether it's Cooper that's not playing well or the Cowboys' offense not fitting, not feeding him enough targets to get the production out of they, they, what they need out of him. If if the offense doesn't, you know, provide for that, then they shouldn't be paying a wide receiver twenty million dollars a year. Like I think that that's the thing I I keep coming back to is that if your offense isn't going to provide number one targets for your number one wide receiver, then you should either change your offense or change Uh, the the payment of your wide receivers. So they decided to
0: change the payment of their wide receivers, not their offense. Correct. And I think that's
1: maybe that's that's what they're going to do. Is that going to, is that
0: going to make their offense better? Like is, is Kellen Moore and the offense going to be able to adjust to, Okay, Hey, now we don't have a receiver that's automatically going to dictate coverage and get to number one corner and be able to win on the outside. We're going to have to do a lot of things to scheme guys open. Is that where Kellen Moore is going to thrive? I don't know
1: at the same time he's also not going to need to like funnel a bunch of catches to this wide receiver that they have to get involved early or he won't be part of the game plan later like it, it's it's not an easy game it's not an easy fit it's it's not as one uh, 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 like i said it's not cut and dry and they don't have any good decisions here the problem is is that they needed cooper to have a more consistent year last year they needed him to be a larger part of this offense. And he wasn't, whether that's the offensive game calling, whether that's the scheme, whether that's Cooper himself, not playing the, up to the level that we expect. I Ultimately at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter to them. It's just not, the juice is not worth the squeeze. So they're trying to figure out other alternatives to it. And some of them are, you know, most of them are
0: not good alternatives to be honest. Right. Um, all right. I want to talk about Michael Gallup because he factors in this a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> because it, If they do cut Amari, they probably plan on bringing Michael Gallup back. My problem with this is: should they bring Michael Gallup back? Um, Let's just let's talk about where his value is, depending on where you look. Right, I believe uh, over the cap has him at like 13 million a year. Pro Football Focus, their cap experts project him to get like 12 and a half million a year. I think the Cowboys believe he should, he's going to get four or five million a year. And I'm worried that the plan is going to be like if Gallup gets to the open market, all of a sudden he's going to get an offer from the Browns at three years, 35 million. And the Cowboys are going to have no choice but to either match that deal or let him walk. And I just don't know. Can you go into the draft with your receivers being CD Lamb, Semifahoku? and ex-veteran that you signed for $2 million? I don't know. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, uh, that's a very good question. I, I think the thing is is that you look at the wide receiver market this year, uh, and it's insane. I mean, I think that that's part of the reason that you're seeing the teams are not wanting to trade for Amari Cooper right now, is that if, if, if given the option of signing a free agent off the street or trading for a $20 million a year plus Amari Cooper – Teams are opting for the option of a, a free agency. Um, well, let's be clear: really
0: if Amari gets on the open market, he's still going to make a ton. I just don't think.
1: Absolutely, but but I think I- but I think the point the point is the market is robust, and, and so yeah. I don't I, yeah. I don't know if if it'll be interesting to see if Gallup gets that kind of money on in this kind of market. I, I mean, I think his. His market seems to be all over the place is, I guess, what I'm getting at. He's a, he's a, a guy didn't have a great season last year that you think has big upside, but he ha- he's coming off an ACL injury. So there's lots of kind of conflicting things on his stock.
0: Uh, it's, it'll be interesting to see exactly what he gets. So, all right, let me ask you this. What if yeah. Michael Gallup says, hey, Cowboys, this is, this is the deal I want or I'm walking. It's a three-year deal worth $9 million a season. Are you even interested in giving him that? at 9 million a year? At 9 million a year. Because my issue is even when he was the number 2 receiver, the outside receiver, he wasn't super efficient. He's never had a year where he's caught more than 58% of his passes. The the yards per attempt have dropped now in 3 straight years. And he's now coming off a torn ACL and he missed time last year with an injury with the calf injury. Like you're investing in somebody who is kind of damaged goods and hasn't always been the most consistent player anyways.
1: Uh, I mean, 9 million seems a little bit high. My numbers, like, you know, I think 6 to 8 is what I keep thinking. So that 9 million is really, you know, really
0: you, you, you read my brain and, and you're trying to trick me. Uh, no, I mean, I think that's – I would not be surprised at all if a team offers him more money than that. Because you saw – I saw Tim Patrick get $11 million per year from the Broncos this year. Michael Gallup has better career numbers than he's younger. That's the starting point of I'm Gallup's agent.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, I I also think the market, the individual seasons markets are different. You can dictate that a little bit too, but, but yeah, I, I I mean, I, wide receiver is, we talked about it a few weeks ago. The market is absolutely bizarre. It's not just because, not just because of uh, who's in it this year, but the last few years like the, some of the contracts that have come out uh, haven't made any sense and, and I mean that in both ways some like yeah. some of them are way too big and some of them you scratch your head like why did that person accept that little money uh, um, but I have to think that with all these wide receivers coming out and all these wide receivers in the free agent market it's like the, the league is full of wide receivers maybe not the top end top end right. guys but there's tons of very productive wide receivers available. So I, I, Do- I wonder how that affects the market.
0: I'll be honest. If the Cowboys cut Amari Cooper, I'd rather them just not spend any more money on receivers and free agency. Like If you're going to rebuild your wide receiver room, rebuild it. Don't just bring back everybody minus Amari Cooper because you're, you're going to be worse, right? I'd rather have something different than something lesser from what I saw last year, right? I'd rather use that money to keep some offensive linemen or go inside an offensive lineman or build up my defense. And Hey, if I got to spend the 24th pick on a receiver this year and get somebody younger with maybe a little bit more speed, that's healthy. I'd rather do that than bring back Gallup at nine, $10 million a year. But
1: I, you know, I mean, okay. But like, let's say you sign him for like seven or 8 million. Right. And then you go and draft a guy at 24. Do you feel like that's on the road to, potentially getting back to where you wanted to, if things kind of develop the way you want.
0: Maybe, but that seems like a lot of resources to hopefully be as good as you were last year at that same spot. Right. Well, I I mean, you have to look, you have to go into all of
1: this with the idea that you're hoping that your talent, your, especially your young talent is improving you because honestly, like, Roll it's it's I mean yeah we've had these conversations before. Rolling this whole team back with the same group that's not inspiring either. Right. You know? Well, that's
0: that's why I'm thinking I'd rather I'd rather not do that. Like I, I'd rather just sign a veteran like for two or three million a year and draft somebody and say hey that's this, we're in stage one of our rebuild at receiver. Like I, I'd rather do that than say hey it's going to be CD Lamb a first round pick and Michael Gallup. I, I just that feels like a lot of assets to hopefully maybe be as good as you were in 2020 or 2021. Does yeah, that make sense I mean,
1: though?
0: I don't know if I, 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 yeah, I mean, hit the reset button there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. The, I, I think in this, in this scenario, the difference between not resetting and, and resetting is just signing Michael Gallup at that point. Right. Like, yeah, I either mean, scenario we're talking we're talking about yeah, yeah. Cooper. So it's like,
0: I, I mean, part, I'll I, be honest, partly I, I think I'm not sure Gallup and Gallup and CD work well together. Because why? I think well, because I think you're getting two guys that are non-4 speed guys. And I mean CD CD is really good after the catch. Gallup is more of a catch and traffic guy. I'd rather add some more speed elements to this offense, right? Well see, that's why. Around.
1: That's why my interest would be like to sign Gallup and then to go get a speed guy, whether that's like uh, uh, someone in the draft or someone in free agency. Maybe you know,
0: like Christian Kirk or someone like that in the free agency. Or yeah, I'd rather do that than sign Gallup. I would, and it's not that I don't love Gallup. I do. I, I just I, I like you. I don't want to see them run it back necessarily.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I'm I'm on board with that too. If you wanted, if you wanted to, instead of you wanted to pay uh, uh, Gallup. Nine million dollars. You want to go give that to Christian Kirk, who, if I'm not mistaken, well, I could be wrong. He may be younger, right? And I think they same came class. He class. is a little bit younger. Same class, but younger. he's younger. Yeah. Nope. So I, I think you know, and and I I think that the, the skill set kind of more matches what you're sure. missing, right? Like, and so it's a little bit more kind of diverse uh, uh, skill set there. Uh, I, I'm okay with that too. I, I just think that it, it, my thought is that if you can get Gallup for under seven million dollars, you should do it. Because I think that that's a I'm not safe gamble. Uh, it's a safe gamble. That's no. a guy that, you know, you could come off the ACL. He has a repertoire with Dak. And despite not being a 4-4 guy, he is one of the best deep receivers in the league. That's the part, you know, when you were pointing out the problems with Gallup's that he's had last year, the efficiency that doesn't really matter to me as, as much with him. But the thing that does bother me is that he needs to get that yards per catch back up where it was the previous and-
0: years because that's where he has value. And now I'm just, I'm worried about if you can do that coming off two pretty big lower body injuries, right? A knee and a fairly significant calf injury. So uh, we'll see. Uh, let's take a quick break so we can tell you guys about Built Bar. This time of year, almost everybody has given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to ours thanks to Built Bar. Built Bars are the absolute best protein bar on the market right now. They only contain 130 calories with four grams of sugar, four net carbs and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar that usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Uh, they've got so many great flavors, including mint, brownie, coconut, coconut, almond, and the new flavor this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right. I know the combine's going on. We can talk about that in a second, but any final thoughts on the Amari Cooper thing before we kind of wrap this up? I know we've been talking about this for, it seems like forever now, but it seems it's becoming pretty close to becoming official now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, the only other thing I would add is that it's just, it's just not as straightforward as we're all making it out to be. And there really isn't any new information that we've gotten since, you know, three or four weeks ago when this story first came out, it's just that Schefter tweeted it out again and everybody got newly angry about it. But I, I think the Cowboys are in a bad spot here and, and they don't have good options. And, and and I think that, you know, no matter what uh, I don't think anyone's going to be fully satisfied immediately after either keeping or, or releasing Cooper.
0: So, yeah, uh, I don't disagree. Um, I, I saw the report from Ian Rapp that they're going to try to trade him. Do you think they will? No, I think the the reason that they can't trade him is the reason
1: that he's going to be cut, right? Is because he doesn't have a ton of guaranteed money. Uh, he have, he, he, yeah, and, and, and he has a very high base salary. So uh, unless the Cowboys are willing to take on some of that base salary in order to trade him, uh, then I don't think he becomes a very tradable piece. And, and I don't know why the Cowboys would be wanting to take on the, the money in order to trade, because they, if they're willing to take on the money, they just take the player and have him play for you. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that for them, they, they, they view it
0: as resources that they need to sign other players that they want to keep. So yeah, it's the base salary is $20 million per year for the next three years. It's um, not very tradable. No, but I could see a team that, like, if he, if he knows he's going to get cut, just being like, you know what, we're, we wouldn't have a chance to sign him anyways. Yeah, Let's just go ahead and do it now. For example, Jacksonville isn't going to be able to sign Amari Cooper in free agency, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're just not. Like, they could offer him a similar deal, but there's going to be teams with more established quarterbacks that probably play in domes that are going to be more appealing to Amari. But if I only have to give up a fifth or 6th round pick to get Amari Cooper on my team, and I already have endless amounts of cap space, and it helps my team, I can see it. Yeah. You know, the Cowboys try to do right by Amari. Maybe Amari wants to hit free agency. I mean, that could be part of it as well. Um, we'll see. I, I expect him to get up a, a lot of money still in free agency, and I, yeah. I expect him to sign probably within the division, uh, probably. I
1: mean, that would make sense. Washington tried to sign him when we when we tried to sign him, so I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to. Philly probably would look at him, I imagine. Oh, yeah.
0: I think Philly would love him, right? Another Alabama yeah. guy. Pair him with Hertz and Devontae Smith, and boom. We've figured out our wide receiver need, and we didn't have to spend one of our three draft picks, our three first-round oh, picks. All they got to do is get a quarterback, and they're in it, man. And that's what's terrifying, right? If they go get Amari – and they trade those picks for, say, Russell Wilson. It's pretty scary. Um, we're going to talk about the combine uh, a lot next week. The, the only thing I really wanted to mention, uh, yes, the times were juiced and all that kind of stuff for primetime oh audience. Geez. I don't think this I is... don't think that was a coincidence. By the way, can we talk right?
1: about how ridiculously sure. like? Uh obvious that was like sure. I, I don't know like i didn't watch any of it yesterday but i started seeing the times come in and i was like oh so now that they're putting it on prime time suddenly chris Olave runs a 426 oh that makes sense sure yeah it's just ridiculous man like and then I mean, at- just
0: just give us the times <laughs> 12 30 uh eastern time uh that's when they release the official times and alave went from 426 to 439 you think that's a big uh, jump? You know,
1: I mean, yeah, it, totally in, cool. as far as percentiles in in wide receivers, it's really not because yeah, almost no dope. one runs a four yeah. two six. Yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, I mean, that's it's just kind of the quiet. They say
0: the quiet part quietly later. Yeah, right? sure. he ran a four two six. It was
1: actually a four three
0: Uh The only thing that I wanted to ask you about was Tyler Linderbaum. I, I don't know if you saw yeah. his measurements from today. Twenty two inch um, arms,
1: right, wasn't it? <laughs>
0: Not far off. So I'm just
1: gonna keep keep going lower and lower until the Cowboys get an opportunity to draft from a Yeah,
0: I mean the only uh, so I'll read the stuff. Actually, the weight doesn't bother me. 6'2", 296. So there you go. That's He's great. Over the that was good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. thirty one and an eighth inch arms, seventy five inch wingspan. That's not great,
1: Bob, but you know, I mean, we knew that this guy was a smaller sized guy. He's not a tackle. You know, yep. he's, he's a sinner, So arm length is not quite the same level of his, his importance. Correct. Um, you know, what I worry about him is not, you know, having to, to slide out and and, and stop a, a pass rusher screaming around the edge. That, I mean, that's not what a sinner does. What I worry about is him having to deal with big hog molly n- nose tackles one-on-one and pass blocking. Uh, and I, whether he has 31 inch arms or 33 inch arms, I don't know how much that's going to help him there. So I think the, the, the other parts of his game are what are likely to really help him there. The, the, the being able to kind of sit and play with leverage and be strong, mm-hmm. um, you know, so uh, that uh, it's, it's very low and it's, it's historically low. Um, but I would still take them at 24 and and I would encourage all 23 teams above the Cowboys to really, really look hard into the fact that 31 inch arms is not long enough.
0: So since 2000 at the combine, 27 offensive linemen have measured in with sub 32 inch arms. Okay. The, the, the player that has played the most snaps has 800 career snaps in the NFL of that list wow 800 career snaps yes and how many players i'm sorry say again. 27 players the one that has the most snaps has 800 career snaps who is it uh ben bredesen
1: well what do you think i mean i I, I mean i feel like that was a very loaded (laughs) quotation (laughs) of of statistics
0: i listen i still like him and i think i would still draft him for the cowboys but I'd be lying if it didn't make me at least a little bit nervous, right? Like you're certainly yeah. taking an outlier again, the the, the the weight is fine. I'm okay. Drafting a small center. Am I okay? Drafting a small and short arm center. That's the conversation that I have to have with myself. I, I I'm assuming the answer is yes, but if that's the case, we better be still blocking on every single play, right? We better be having him move on every single play. Uh, it's a little concerning. That's all, just a little
1: bit. I think I think it's really going to matter what kind of guards you have around him, you know. And, yeah. and and I think as long as you got some strong, solid guards around, but him, you do
0: it to the right. There's no doubt about that. Yeah,
1: and, and I think you you know it, you know getting a, a big guy in, in, as a left guard shouldn't be too difficult. I mean, we can go back to Norvell and, and like we talked the kind of scenarios we talked about if you wanted to go that route of signing a free agent left guard or something. Those are all possibilities. So. Uh, I just think that, yeah, I mean, he's just too talented of a player, I feel like, um, yeah, to kind of just completely wipe off your board because he came in like yeah, half shorter on the arms than you thought.
0: But I do think like taking him at like 13 or 14, if you're one of those other teams, that's where it gets a little risky. Like 24, sure. 25, and I know it's always drafted 24, right? But like yeah. bottom end of the first round, it becomes a lot more palatable to draft that guy rather than taking him Inside of the top twelve, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And, and I think that you know we, this would be a different conversation at that point because you need to take an elite player with. Yeah, elite, and if we were drafting at ten, streets. like the
0: Cowboys were last year, right? That that's where it becomes really hard.
1: Yeah, absolutely,
0: so, I agree. All right. Well, we'll we'll get some more measurements and stuff and testing drills all over the weekend. We'll be back on Monday to, uh, to talk about all the drills. Uh, offensive lineman on Friday, I believe. Defensive lineman and linebackers on Saturday. Uh, corners on sunday it's going to be a busy busy next couple of days we'll recap it all for you on monday's episode of the Cowboys podcast follow the show uh wherever you get your podcast you can follow Lane in and at Nicole bcb i'm at marcus underscore mosier we'll see you guys next time